0: So today we're going to take a metaphorical walk in the woods because we have a wonderful guest, Julia Schneider. She is a certified kinesiologist and a holistic health and life transformation coach. She helps uplift happiness and well-being on our planet could use that. She's founder of Alive with Possibility, transformational coaching in nature. She takes people into the great outdoors and helps them to connect with the magnificence of nature and in turn connect with their own true nature as well. She has a degree in kinesiology and health sciences, is a certified holistic health and lifestyle coach a feminine power coach and leader in a seasoned wellness entrepreneur working with passionate change makers. She's a world traveler and fluent in three languages. Luckily for us, English is one of them. And this is vark I'm Liz Solar. Welcome to you, Julia. I read someplace that you took a leap into what you do now, inspired by... An evening around a campfire in the woods. There's something really poetic and symmetrical about that. Could you tell us a little bit about that experience and what provoked you to take that leap?
1: Yeah. So I um, the way it happened is that I was working uh, in a corporate setting as a fitness coordinator, and I'll be honest with you, I hated it. I just it was like in my soul, <laughs> and it was just like, and um, I I went to the you know, because I love to travel, I love to, I love being outdoors, I'm I'm from Russia, and in Russia, that was the lifestyle, people always went outdoors, camping trips, and uh, foraging, and all of that stuff, and um, so uh, one day, I went on a camping trip with a friend, with, with a bunch of friends, and I was just sitting by the fire, and you know, when you look at the fire, I don't know about you, but like, you just get kind of like hypnotized, and sort of, it's like, you just can't, not stare at it you know and I was just looking at it and all of a sudden I just I just knew that I had to go to the next step to like the, the corporate job was just suffocating me and I just it was just it's it was such a clear message that I you know I said to myself okay well if I'm getting it so clearly I'm gonna have faith I'm gonna trust and it's gonna take the leap so I quit the corporate job and I just set out on my entrepreneurial journey and a lot of very interesting things unfolded from there.
0: You know, and I want to go back to something in your resume, a kinesiologist. Tell us about what what a kinesiologist does.
1: Yeah, so kinesiology is, uh, well, the way, I mean, there is actually two, two um, forms of kinesiology that I'm aware of. Uh, one is uh, more energy-based. It's called, well, I actually think it's called energy kinesiology, and it's more about, uh, if I remember correctly, just like harmonizing your body through energy, like different uh, techniques. Uh, the kinesiology that I studied in university, it's uh, a study of physical movement, so it's basically the study of health and physical movement. And uh, we studied pretty much everything from physiology, anatomy, uh, like everything related to human health and physical movement. So that, that's the degree.
0: So you were kind of boxed in in the corporate world and really needed that breath of fresh air to jumpstart your life again.
1: Yeah, I just needed to, like, because uh, before the corporate, I worked at a gym. And it was just a blast. I just loved it so much. And, you know, we had amazing community. It was just the funnest job I ever had. And uh, I remember I was teaching fitness classes and training people. And I was thinking to myself, am I actually getting paid to do this? Like, this is incredible, you know. Uh, but after a while, you know, I have to say that so my community, the community I was a part of and my, my family as well, there was a lot of pressure it, The conversation was that uh, you know, being a personal trainer is not like an adult kind of job. You know, you need to start being serious. Uh and I took it to heart and I decided, okay, well, uh, let's find a corporate position so that I can be quote unquote an adult, right? And uh I for in the first three months, actually I would say like the first eight weeks, I already knew. I I knew that I hated it. But then I was, uh, you know, you just commit to a path, and I, I thought, okay, I'm gonna give it a try. I, I barely lasted two years, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but like by the end of two years, I just I just couldn't take it anymore.
0: Some people would say, you know, two years too long because we make these changes in our lives. You know, we take this job, we do that project, and then we think we can't mm-hmm. we can't back out of it. You know, we look at it as backing out of it in, instead of I'm choosing not to do this and to do something else, yeah. something that that really fills me. You know, you brought up a word that that I read about the yearnings that we have. And I think that's such a romantic, sometimes desperate, but there's something about really yearning for something and fulfilling that yearning. I'm not sure that we get a chance to do that very much in life. And so let's let's see how your work fits into this because one of the things that you do is you basically take people for a walk through the woods so that they can connect to who they really are. Now, I will preface this by saying, Right behind me in my backyard is 70 acres of conservation land with woodland creatures. And, you know, I see deer running through and rabbits and wild turkeys and snapping turtles. And there are cow pastures and, you know, there's a river nearby. And so I just take the dog on a walk. And, you know, I feel like, okay, there it is. What is it that you do that is much more more restorative than what I do? Because people can say, well, I can take that nature walk alone. What makes what you do so effective?
1: Here's what I do. So first of all, I just want to clarify why walking in the woods, or not just walking in the woods, but moving in general, is a really good idea if you want to receive intuitive information. Not just intuitive information, but just connect with yourself in a way where... Um, you sort of connect with your deeper wisdom. And the reason for that is that when we move, uh, when we have a bilateral movement, so basically let, imagine that you're walking, so your arms are swinging, right? So it's like bilateral movement of the body. And what happens is that our uh, brain hemispheres, so we have the right and the left, right is uh, responsible for creativity, intuition, and just like wholeness. And then the left uh, part of the brain is responsible for law, not... Um, logic and uh, basically information that we already know. Uh, and when you move, what happens is that both brain hemispheres start working together. Typically humans either lean more towards the right or towards the left. I'm much more right brain. Uh, my uh, my dad is very left brain, for example. So it's like, so then, so when you move, uh, those brain hemispheres work together. And that's the time where you are the most connected to the energy of life in general and to yourself as well. And the reason, okay. So, and your question was uh, how, what I do uh, amplifies that. So what happens is that I'm very intuitive. I, uh, I can read energy anywhere in the world. I uh, so I have access to information that um, cannot be accessed with the mind. Basically, I know how to shift my attention in a way where I can read information from the energy field. And what happens is that when I work with clients, I read into their energy field. I Very often I get messages, specific messages, and I just reflect it back to them. And oftentimes it's uh, something that is kind of like on the edge of people's consciousness, but they're not fully aware of it until I br- bring it up. So in a way, I kind of act as a mirror for Whatever is coming up for for people, and you know and as we walk, people talk and they tell me stuff, and I just ask questions in a way that helps them see themselves clearer and just helps them um, just connect to their to their uh, yearnings and their desires and to uh, basically get more clarity as to how to move forward in the best way.
0: And when you say that you're reading energy, demystified, because I think people think it's like, ooh, you know, like a voodoo type of thing, or it's like way beyond mere mortals' abilities. Tell us a little bit about how you do that, because that can sound very intimidating for some of us.
1: First of all, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I believe that this ability comes factory installed when we're born. So it's not like some people can do it and some people can't. We all can do it. It's just it's a it's a natural it's a natural mechanism that is inside of us. Now the reason some people have more access to it naturally than others is it depends on um, I mean it depends on many factors but uh, main factor I would say is the upbringing. So if uh, like for me i grew up with a lot of pressure there was uh, a lot of intensity uh, in the way i was raised and uh, because of that i had to adapt and develop skills beyond the regular five senses you know that uh, people are aware of and it's uh, it's not woo woo it's not uh, it's not scary at all it's i mean okay me, like it could be scary. It depends how you use it, of course. Uh, but the way I, I, I mean, I do not use this gift for anything other than authentic, you know, genuine uh, connection. And uh, okay. the way I do, so you ask me how I do it. It's very difficult to explain because it's, um, you know, it's not like a, it's not a concrete thing. But what happens for me is that I, I just get, um, I just get messages. It's like uh, they sort of come in as visions. I pick up information with, uh, you know, how there's clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient. So I'm all three. And Mm -hmm. I just pick up information in different ways. And uh, sometimes it lands as a a sentence, you know, that needs to be shared. Sometimes I see a vision, kind of like a a movie, in a sense. Sometimes it's a sensation. It's, It's all about where you place your attention. If you try to navigate the world with your mind, then you can only see things you already know because that's what's programmed into the mind, right? Uh, so what I do, I sort of like, I take a step back from my mind and I I expand my energy field. When I expand my energy field, that's when the information from the energy field can come in, like come into my awareness.
0: Like, I'm gonna go out on a limb using the, the tree analogy and say that you probably pay very close attention to people, to things around you. And I would also guess there's a difference between being in your car and driving by scenic vistas and actually getting out of your car and walking among those scenic vistas. You see things that you wouldn't necessarily see that you know that small desert flower. So you actually train yourself. I mean, in some ways, you're you're training yourself by just by curiosity and attention. To some of that stuff, you seem to be somebody who does pay very close attention to their environment and to what people have to say to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how you put it because that's actually very true. Like, especially the parts where, like, when you see like new distance, and, and that's another thing that happens when I work with clients is that so they have a, a specific concept of life. You know, it's uh, it's like organized in a specific way, and what I do, I just bring in a new view. I don't just say things, I listen to what wants to come through specifically for them and I just bring um, I, I bring them a new point of view and oftentimes that new point of view actually changes the trajectory of their life because instead of going straight, they might go to the left or they might go to the right you know and a whole new uh, life trajectory get created that way.
0: So the work that you do with people, because you're a lot of it is outside. Do you work exclusively outside?
1: Uh, I used to work exclusively outside. Uh, with the changes that have happened in the world, I do. So there's a few options. Uh, if people are local and they want to go for a walk together, I, I still do that. Uh, sometimes uh, people want to go on their own, especially I'm on their phone. And they are working in nature. Uh, and sometimes it's online.
0: Julia, during pandemic, when we really could not get together with people, there were friends that we would have our iPhones and we would be doing FaceTime, taking a walk together through our respective neighborhoods and and woods or the the beach, which the beach is my church. So that's kind of where it happens for me. And those walks, one thing that strikes me is that we have become a nation of sedentary people. I mean, someone who comes to see you has to be very motivated to get up and walk. Do you see the people who are reluctant to say, I don't have time. I'm chained to my desk all day. I'm in front of that screen. It's so difficult to get up. By the end of the day, I don't want to do anything. You know, there are people who it's like 5 a.m. or nothing. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you come up against that type of resistance and you have somebody who might be rather out of shape because they're, Cardio is watching Netflix marathons.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a funny analogy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. I, so I typically attract people who are into exercise. So that, that's not too big of a problem. But yeah, actually, recently I had a client and she was not into hiking. And uh, so what we did instead, we, there were, we have like a, lo- a local lake here. So we just uh, went to the lake. Okay. So there's another, there's actually many ways to access information, like intuitive information. So what I did is uh, I brought uh, a coloring, basically like an art pad is with, uh, with, uh, called markers, color markers. And as we were sitting on a bench and watching the water, because you see, when you're exposed to the elements of life, it harmonizes you. Like that's You can still do it online, and I do do it online sometimes, just through meditation, and, you know, like, there are ways to do it. Ideally, it's better to do it in nature, but anyways, um, so what I did is uh, I brought the art supplies, and I guided her through drawing nature elements. What happens, it's it's just another way to connect to your intuition. So when you move your uh, hand... Your uh, again, like it's the same thing. Like your body gets harmonized, your nervous system comes down, and you just get access to uh, really cool, cool stuff. Like it's so amazing what comes up when you do that kind of stuff.
0: I do a lot of writing, as do a lot of people in my circle, and we oftentimes speak about using a computer to, you know, using the keyboard to write out things, and taking a break and getting a pad of paper and a pen and actually physically writing things down. And there's something so different about using pen to paper, pencil to paper. Yeah. It does make more connections that, you know, hand, eye, brain coordination. It's, it's actually exciting. I think a lot of ideas spring from that. You almost can't get them down quickly enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it actually rewires your nervous system. So you can actually rewrite so, for example, you know how there's a lot of conversation about trauma now in, in, in the world and just like healing and all that. So you can literally rewrite, reprogram your nervous system by drawing, by, uh, you know, by connecting. Um, it helps to connect the dots in a new way. And by the time you're finished with the painting, your nervous system is already new. Like you have a new nervous system. You have new neural connections and... Uh, a lot of people report they just, they start seeing the world differently. And they're amazed because it's like, how did this happen? You know, like, I was, but it's because the neural connect, you can actually rewrite the nervous system very quickly. In the past, when I studied in university, that was, uh, I think about, uh, that was a while ago, actually, now that I think about, it. Uh, and the research back then said that um, our nervous system is static. So let's say if you have a stroke well too bad kind of you know like you can't really rewrite it but that's not true now they discovered that nervous system is very fluid and you can completely restructure and rewrite everything so no matter what happened to you in life it's not your sentence like you can't continue you know moving in life in a very positive and um, healthy and uplifting way
0: So after you work with people, what do they report? What are the benefits? What are the changes that you see in them? Like, do you see physical, you know, things um, manifested physically in their appearance, in the way they hold themselves? Tell, Tell me what happens. You know, I don't know how many of these walks people take, but a typical course.
1: When we typically start out, people often are stressed out because they're lost. Like people who come to me are typically, they're lost. They're trying to find clarity, you know, uh, in terms of what's happening. And as we continue, you know, there's more and more clarity that comes. And by the time we finish, uh, people are typically really inspired, just like really lit up and open to possibilities. And they can see a way forward and they become really happy. And yeah, I, I have, you know, people start businesses, change relationships, deepen their relationships You know, someone started a pro just like a hobby project that feels she feels it's like her life purpose. They changed their health routine, they just they uh they become they come to life, they snap out of the complacent, you know, kind of stuck existence and they just light up and they come to life. That's that's like the most amazing thing. For me, you know, just to see that, it,
0: it's just incredible. I live in the Northeast, mm. in the United States, and we have very long winters, mm. that frozen ground, you know, sometimes it's incredibly muddy, so you really can't walk on those trails as easily. It could be like long work projects. Sometimes we are just almost prisoners in our own homes and yes. in and our offices, so it could be days, weeks at a time. How does one capture that essence of being outside, like getting that fresh air? How do you get that to radiate internally?
1: Well, you know, I would still say because I'm in Canada, in uh, Ontario, and we also, I mean, our winters are hard and long. And but I still, I would still encourage everybody to go out at least for a little bit each day, if possible, because uh, it, it's really good. It's really healthy. But if not, you know, surround yourself with, I have, I mean, it's it's a photograph, but uh, I have nature, I have images of nature everywhere around me, and you can meditate, I have a meditation, uh, I'm happy to share with your audience, um, Mm. but, like, I recorded some videos in nature, and so you just, I kind of take people through a very quick intuitive forest walk in this meditation, and just, you know, nature sounds Are really good and just have plants. I would say it's all about the internal state. So if you can put yourself in a, you know, like remember, for for example, in the summer, if you went out to the forest, just remember that feeling and just imagine it. And the thing is, our brain can't tell the difference. That's the cool part. You know, it, it can't tell the difference if you're outside or not. So if you just visualize, being outside it already has a huge impact on uh, your body like i really encourage people to still go out like i really want to because you know you need fresh air you need uh, to hear you know like the sounds of nature also but yeah like if you really really can't just visualize it uh, and surround yourself with nature
0: remember cds so, we have like all the nature sounds. So, if we really couldn't get yeah. out in the morning, we would just like have songbirds or crickets or thunderstorms. Just to, yeah. <laughs> there is something about tricking the brain that's very helpful. If people want to, you mentioned some meditations that you have, and it seems to be a requirement during these times in the last year and a half to find some really good meditations to connect with, either start or finish your day or just have that little bit of uplift in the middle of the day. Where can people find your meditations? So if people wanted to connect to you, how would they do that?
1: Yeah, so just go to my website, uh, www.alivewithpossibility.coach And uh, you can contact me there, and meditation is going to be uploaded there as well. But uh, for now, I'll just give you the link.
0: Okay, and for our, our friends who live in very populated city, urban areas, sit on the front stoop, take a walk around the block. Any parting words of wisdom?
1: I just want to encourage everyone to live your life to the fullest. I know there's a lot of stress and pressure now in our world, but just do your best to not let it get to you and just live your life to the fullest as a human being.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate this.
1: Yeah, Thank you so much. This was fun.
0: <laughs> That's Julia Schneider. Certified Kinesiologist and Holistic Health Coach at Alive with Possibility, Transformational Coaching in Nature. And if you want to be inspired by nature and you don't have time to get out today, go to YouTube for Julius Forest Meditation. You can find the link in the liner notes. If you like what you heard today, share this episode with a friend and please subscribe. If you have a story idea or if you want to be my guest, reach out at liz at embarkthepodcast.com. In the meantime, have a great week and thanks for listening.